0: thank you for joining It is infinite plane sunday for may 2nd 2021 and that is chief crow the edge is in your mind and on the screen you're looking at an opening of a i believe he calls it a pinecone rainbow swastika or something to that effect uh more east coast listeners i've noticed right now because we're earlier that's um going to be the normal thing for weekends, if I can arrange it, where Sundays or Saturdays or both will be live at this time. There's a lot going on. Uh, New equipment arriving probably tomorrow or the next day for South Pole. So our studio is set up. We're going back into full production weekly South Pole. For those of you who are there for the first part of season one, from basically like November to January, Uh, we're going to Pick up where we left off with something of a, a finale, which I think everyone will appreciate. Okay, topic today, uh, Chinese space junk falling down. You heard it here first, helmets. You'll have helmet Karens. You'll have people crying, the sky is falling. So you thought the mask was bad enough, we'll wait until they mandate helmets, and it's going to happen because the same experts are going to say so. Well, uh, just yesterday, A huge rocket from China's space station launch uh, fell, and apparently it's going to land somewhere in an inhabited area. Uh, Let me go to that article first. So the the rocket is called a Long March. That alone is interesting in in the context of, if I consider the space program to be a Trojan horse for world communism, and the Long March through the Institutions, that the communists said it would take to subvert the Western mind, I believe, has been achieved through the space program magic show. It says a Chinese rocket stage could fall to Earth totally uncontrolled in the next few days. Uncontrolled deorbits can rain heavy chunks of rocket on populated areas. It says the enormous rocket body is shooting around the planet out of control and will fall back on the Earth within a few days. And I've been looking at the comments on various videos and news articles about this, and a lot of people, the same ones who think that China caused the pandemic, are the ones, they're going to say China's doing this on purpose. So it's a 21-ton object. It's the core stage of the Long March 5B rocket launched on Wednesday because they're making their own space station. How convenient, right? Their space station goes up. Russia abandons our station. It seems, seems like Seems like something's being set up. But it says, instead of falling into a pre-designated spot in the ocean, as is common for discarded rockets, it's circling the planet uncontrolled. So those of you who know about the fakeness of, well, orbit, know this is a a hoax, but it doesn't matter. Uh, The masses believe it. So generally, they deposit their space junk and uh, dead satellites in a place called the pole of inaccessibility which is probably a well I mean the place is fascinating in itself but that's where they generally do it which is fascinating for a few reasons one it's the place that Jules Verne pinpointed as point Nemo for the 20,000 leagues under the sea it's the point where HP Lovecraft said the Elder Gods crash-landed so it has this crossover between science fiction kinda horror science fiction and NASA calls it the satellite cemetery. So, anyway, that's where they're supposed to drop these things. Which kind of, for me, raises the question you can target, drop a, a dead satellite, put it into orbital decay, and just land it anywhere. Doesn't that mean that every satellite, every piece of junk is an ICBM, like a bomb, essentially? Anyway, it says the rocket body is going to fall in the next few days. It says, since 1990, nothing over 10 tons has been deliberately left to re-orbit, or rather, left in orbit to re-enter uncontrolled. So the problem with this, in my view, is like, okay, so you, you've got the Earth, which is just a little fragile blue ball, like an egg. You don't want to crack. It's like fragile. All life is there. All life that we know of in the universe. And if you look behind you from space, you can see this infinite bottomless trash can with wormholes, black holes, and stars that could incinerate anything. So what do they do? They drop their trash on the only spot known to contain life. Uh, NASA did this on March 11th. They dropped a three-ton battery. It's like, wait, that's going to kill a whale and probably a village. Why couldn't you just toss it into the trash can behind you? Anyway, uh, the rocket stage is 100 feet long, 16 feet wide. When it falls out of orbit, large chunks could survive the fall. But they could threaten inhabited areas. So that's what we're looking at here. Now let me go ahead and show you the response from an auto-believer. So I'm one you would consider to be an auto-hoaxer. I'm considering it to be fake until proven real. When it comes to an extraordinary claim, and this would constitute an extraordinary claim. But now here's someone, a TikToker, which tells you everything. This guy on TikToker is warning you about the sky falling. Just ignore him when he fixes his hair. I got a bit of bad news for you, some bad outer space news. It's kind of important. This week, China launched a rocket for its space station and that went great. The rocket is successfully in orbit, but the launcher, which is the size of a
1: 10 story building, accidentally also went into orbit and is um, descending back to earth and no one knows where it's going to crash or what it's gonna crash into.
0: Well, that's not quite true. We know that it's going to crash probably within the next two weeks, somewhere south of New York and north of New Zealand, which to clarify, is this area. Is this a big deal? So the map he shows is basically anywhere where there's people. So the penguins are safe, but uh, Canadians kind of look safe. But anyway, this is someone who believes it's real. So the sky is falling. A few more seconds here. Yeah, kind of. The launcher weighs about 21 metric tons. That's a lot. That's very large. Nothing has fallen to earth of that size in our lifetime. So yeah, this could be a big deal. So maybe for the next couple of weeks, if you live within that danger area, which you probably do, um, keep an eye on the sky, keep an eye on the sky. And then when NASA says put on a helmet, you're going to put on a helmet. Romulus says Chinese are lousy at faking. Okay. Now let's, let's now check this out. A couple of things. One, so the space junk thing has been really i think accelerated uh this year and it all ties in to some very interesting predictive programming there's a few movies that tell you a lot about what's to come and that predicted 2021 the sky falling one of them being donnie darko now without getting into that though uh, we were already prepared for this because there was a thing in 2019 called the fictional event and the fictional event was NASA working with FEMA to simulate falling objects. And this, one year later, almost to the day, was followed by a piece of Chinese space junk almost landing in New York. So we almost had a Space 9-11. Infinite Plane Radio, are you helmeted up for the space junk?
1: Oh, <laughs> that's actually quite the hilarity, Tim. So. Yeah, I just got to that article. It was on Disclosed TV, if I recall correctly. And no, I mean, yeah, China's going to hop into that new fad. I've noticed that they themselves are more or less almost like the perfect class to believe just about anything and go just about anything. So really, I mean, that's it's very fictitious in that sense.
0: Well, they prepared us. They have been preparing us with TV shows predictive programming and then musk did that little bit of a light display when he did the space junk over the west coast last month so people believe it's real now and all we need is an event and i think this is it
1: yeah it could be it i mean this could be the next iss possibly but i mean either way i mean this is just a new way to get the karen's to not just mask up not just vax up but also helmets up now they'll just look like the uh the tv trope that was the mentally challenged persona you know where they wear the bike helmets and they just look stupid in them either way
0: uh-huh exactly and, and that's the whole point you see because like you know the mask is the new, it's, it's the new dunce dunce cap in a way but all of it's walking us towards something so between the protective posture the helmet and the, the breathing apparatus the filter and everything you're in a spacesuit They're getting us ready for the space age, and this is how it works. And I think this is – you're going to see it. I think we're going to see people helmeting up. They sold Kevlar backpacks after Parkland. So, yes, I want to get into that business I think of – I don't know, um, maybe um, like Kevlar umbrellas. Like, What kind of stuff are people going to fall for?
1: well i mean if you're really into it i mean just uh, just a little bit of a well not really advice but just a little bit of suggestion so you could actually start with uh say carbon fiber uh looking outfits i mean uh may, maybe start with a little bit of gloves i mean make it a little bit of vesty like maybe a little bit of vest in themselves i mean i don't know they may as well just start wearing kevlar vests the whole entire swat and anti-terrorist outfit i mean Hey, I mean, maybe you could persuade people into getting arms one day, but, I mean, that's still a little far. But other than that, I mean, maybe a little bit of Kevlar mix, carbon fiber, titanium, I mean, you know, just to make it more punsy. But, yeah, I mean, no, the average person really will. They'll buy anything just to dodge these acclaimed fads. I mean, we basically went from War on Terror War on drugs, which uh, respectively we had to fear a bunch of Mujahideen Muslim, which Al Qaeda means the satellite, and then the second part being we had to fear a bunch of narco that the United States through Operation Fast and Furious uh, aided, and then we right now we're still in the middle of Vax, the vaccine in and we're still in the middle of the mass epidemic, and yeah, I mean in the future there will be big deep dark space I mean look if Bill Gates is gonna block the Sun I mean just make the whole sky set black I mean that that's basically all he needs just to accomplish a space age
0: oh yeah I mean look if he can literally darken the sky or tint it red they can convince the next generation that they're on Mars and they were born on Mars that's how much control these seemingly they're almost godlike at this point if they can do this type of stuff and get people to believe it and it's working so, what do you think about the fact that this piece of space junk is from China? Isn't that kind of interesting? Because I see the same kind of added, uh, rhetoric where it's like uh, Wuhan was not an accident, and now they're saying this is not an accident. So, whatever happens, you can see this makes China into like an aggressor in the eyes of mostly the right.
1: Hey, I mean, after all, I mean, the, the same the same club in charge that gave us basically the war on so and so. It's the same club that's giving us China. I mean, they're giving us China, propping them up, making them look really, um, you know, really all that in the bag of chips. But I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, it's it's so it's going to be the new fad, but it's not really there yet. But because of the whole Samsung, the, the Korean company having so-called space junk, because of that one Indonesian dude that worked at the morgue got rich. Suppose you I mean because basically because the whole industrial complex keeps shooting out petrified wood and selling it as an asteroid, unfortunately, yes, it seems all too persuasive towards the auto believer towards these space atheist junkies, and yeah, quite frankly no, it's it's gonna go through, and yeah we're we're gonna have to the only choice we have is basically to just look from outside and critique it.
0: Well, one one final point on this I would say is that Von Braun talked about the world threats that would be used to uh, consolidate a world government in the future, one of them being uh, weather, climate change, alien invasion. But he mentioned asteroids, which at the time I thought was laughable because how can you predict that? You can't, but you can create it, which they can do, and they have been doing lately. And it doesn't have to be asteroids. It can be space junk. And now I'm starting to think that many of the recent space junk sightings or even UFO sightings, they might start saying those were Chinese spies or something, spy satellites. So I think they set the stage for Star Wars. And if something falls in the right place, it will go down.
1: Actually, yes, uh, Napoleon Wilson does detail this a lot. I mean, he always keeps saying that a lot of this reality is being directed by George Lucas in a sense, that, yes, there's so many of these... um, International Space Station commodities. I mean, the European station, and then you get China into the mix, and now they're – well, actually, you also get India into the mix. I just got to your post. So, like, the video with the Indian guy, I mean, he really does fail to realize that, no, actually, space origins have always been based on the cultic obelisks and just uh, matters such as that. But, yeah, I mean, it's possible a part of our reality is directed by Lucas in that sense.
0: Yeah, in fact, um, after this call, I'll get into that. I'm going to play that clip because for people who um, aren't up on that, I came across a researcher in India who has recognized all of the fertility symbolism inherent within the Indian space program. And that's a topic in itself. Very, very fascinating that someone else arrived at that conclusion. But anyway, um, are you in one of the areas that might be hit by the space junk
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say they could hit Southern California, but I mean, let, let's—they—they they haven't exactly done that. That, that. That's just the thing; they haven't really. The, the best that's ever tried to fall here was a missile that happened like years ago. That's the best that ever be done.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, um, I gotta—I'm gonna cover the rest. I'm gonna go into that documentary with the—I guess we would call him—is he an anthropologist or anyway this individual archaeologist? He's Looking into artifacts, and he's found what he believes to be indicators of an ancient space program. I'm gonna pull that video up. Thanks for reminding me about it.
1: Hey, no problem.
0: All right, talk soon. All right, um, look, I'm gonna go play a clip here. Let me give you a background on this. This is an interesting little um, thing that I found yesterday. Uh, This is a YouTube channel uh, by the name of. Praveen Mohan, I'll give you a link. More than a million subs, great channel. The video is called India's Secret Space Travel Mission. Is it based on ancient technology? So generally, this is the type of stuff I ignore, ancient alien stuff. However, this individual has arrived at some very interesting uh, conclusions uh, where he has taken the modern space program and correlated it with some ancient symbolism in a way that we have when we've correlated the rocket with the obelisk. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this.
2: The country's current space technology is somehow deeply related to its ancient technology. Let us take a look at this video. This is from the Indian Space Research Organization known as isro and it shows the latest video of the mars orbiter assembly and here look at the shape of this this is a lingam
0: so he's noticing that nasa i'm sorry that their space program there in india because all the space programs do this this is why they name all the rockets after dead sun gods who are all emblemized by these obelisks which are their their lingams i guess but Watch how he, he, he takes this stuff apart. It's like, no, this is not a coincidence. And it's not because it's based on some ancient alien technology. He's noticing that the space program is actually a cover for Mystery Babylon. It's just a fertility cult.
2: Here, look at the shape of this. This is a lingam which acts as a base to the entire assembly. This is the payload structure, a very important part. And why is it designed like a lingam? compare this with the lingam we see in Indian temples. This is the main structure worshipped in most Hindu temples.
0: So what he's mistaking here is he's saying, it's amazing our technology looks like stuff we used to worship. And I'm saying, no, you're, co- you're actually seeing these ancient symbols dressed up as science. So people think that they're watching rockets go to Mars. No, actually you're engaging in the ancient worship of this lingam thing. And this is worldwide. This is the global religion, the cult of the obelisk. And then this individual stumbled into it unknowingly, not even knowing what he found. I mean, he, he's made these correlations with the iconography, the symbolism, but I, he, he thinks space is real. And that's always going to um, be something of a, a hindrance if you're trying to see what's actually going on.
2: Hindu temples. It is considered a representation of Shiva. But nobody knows why this shape has been worshipped for thousands of years in India. So what does a lingam actually represent? Think about this. We are planning to put a man on Mars in 2025.
0: Now, um, again, when we're looking at this in context, so the rocket is the obelisk. It represents the male god. Uh, the sky is the goddess, or the lunar goddess. So you could look at the Apollo 11 as actually a fertility rite. And so the, the capsule, the rocket has the capsule with the astronauts in it. Uh, it represents uh, basically conceiving, or rather it's a conjugal visit. So now we're going to go colonize moon. So he's recognizing that we're sending this object uh, to this foreign body, or Mars. And listen to how he, how he describes this, and he totally gets it for the most part that yes, this is a fertility right.
2: Just six years from now, Israel will be putting an astronaut inside a structure like this lingam and send it over to Mars. And then an astronaut would come out of a lingam on the surface of Mars, right? Here is the shocking part. Such carvings are already Portrayed in ancient Hindu temples. Look how this astronaut is clearly coming out of a lingam. Look at how he's wearing an elongated helmet. This is a repeating motif, and it is definitely not for beauty. This is a protective helmet. And of course, you can see several wires around his body and his two.
0: Okay, this is a great channel. Um, I put the link at InfinitePlaneSociety.com. This is one of the things we're discussing, but again, he's correlating this with the space program. And now listen to what he says here.
2: A space pod, very similar to what India has built now. Is this a coincidence or is India recreating ancient technology based on ancient Indian texts?
0: Close. They're not recreating ancient technology. They're recreating the ancient religion, ancient iconography and symbolism for the modern context. A space has been redefined as, well rather heaven has been uh, redefined for the world. They've created space and it's the universal heaven. And so this is what he's seeing. Um, So what he's suggesting here is that the Indian government's trying to recreate ancient tech. No, actually they're recreating the ancient symbolism uh, and this is exactly why again NASA and all the other agencies even SpaceX it's not a it's not a coincidence phonetically that there's a resemblance with space sex and SpaceX and that's because what you're talking about is the union of the goddess who represents you know in space and the the god of the earth and their conjugal visit which is what gives birth to the sun every day again this is all very much a a religion uh and on this particular video which i linked he goes into a few other things like cern which are other re- aspects of the modern religion doesn't mean they're real so again i'm gonna play a few more seconds here because he's under the mistaken impression that the government's trying to recreate ancient tech
2: two did this practice stop or are governments continuously trying to recreate lost technology mentioned in ancient texts is india's space mission somehow related to space and Vimana technology mentioned in these texts or is this all a mere coincidence
0: third option but very close third option they're recreating it because this is again the cult of the obelisk and they got the entire world to bow before this thing All right, so let's move on. Uh, Astronauts right now are training. If you didn't know, they're training to fight aliens. And they're doing it in simulation, which means they're probably recording it and pretending it's real so they can put it on the news later. Fighting aliens with Space Force at high seas. Commander's report, Lunar Day 6. So I was reading this description of how they're actually fighting the aliens, and it's kind of... Well, it looks like a lot of people just LARPing, basically. And what they're saying is that in in the simulation is that the aliens are using some kind of a fog machine. Quote, aliens are coming. Dispatchers are fielding calls. A blinding flash of light. Um, Again, this is all just LARPing. I'm just bringing it up because, look, if they're already contending with alien dust machines, and this is from space.com, in simulation, then they're going to make this happen for real. It says the alien dust machine is what the crew's blaming for bad weather. Today's our sixth day on the mission and we can't see anything outside our window. The crew became skeptical that this would occur naturally. So they've been blaming aliens for this. Now, this is a crew that's pretending to be on the moon. So you can see them here in their moon base, which is basically a, you know, a tent with cameras everywhere. And this is probably not all this, that dissimilar from what the ISS actually looks like. You know, Just I, it's probably just a bunch of people hanging out on a movie set, which is what they're doing here. But who knows what they're actually filming. All right, I'm going through some comments here. Jordan says, they're all programmed now to believe they're unveiling a deep truth with their observations. Oh, referring to the previous video, yeah, isn't it interesting how you can arrive at the uh, at a wrong conclusion with one false premise? You know that could just be so 180 degrees from the truth. I mean, the existence of outer space is, is what holds a lot of this stuff together, and this is why I think even a lot a lot of the flat Earth debates uh, they mostly focus on the shape of the Earth, and I'm like, that's Not even an accurate argument to make or debate to have because we're not arguing shape versus shape if we haven't established the reality of outer space as described. And unless it's as described, the Earth wouldn't necessarily have to have a shape you know, round, flat, or velociraptor. But anyway, uh, people live in a simulation. I think that much that's already been established. Happily so. You know, people are. In fact, they defend it. They defend it. They want to censor you for questioning it. So they're pretty happy to find out that a piece of Chinese space junk might hit any one of these cities soon. And when it happens, we're going to know it's fake, but the world's going to believe it's real. And then, of course, there's going to be these different arguments, uh, whether it was an accident, intentional, but the one thing you're not going to hear is, oh, it was real. I mean, it was, um, it was a... Uh, I guess what would they do? A piece of junk dropped from a high altitude balloon, I mean or plane I guess. Uh, here's an interesting piece from IndieWire. A 2001 VFX Guru Douglas Trumbull is trying to explain why CGI has not outpaced the visual effects of Kubrick, of Stanley Kubrick's films. You know, so lately I've been talking quite a lot about visual illiteracy and about how I didn't like the transition from physical props, real fake blood, to the CGI variety. Because it loses all the nuance. And I kind of felt like this was a a sabotage of the art itself, mainly because it's cheaper to do everything with CGI effects. So what looked like just low-budget CGI movies that I used to just ignore, something it just became mainstream. Movies became more like video games. And that's kind of when I stopped paying attention. But now... I'm noticing that the people who are fully immersed in today's CGI universe are the ones who have the most trouble telling the difference between real and fake. So you remember just a a week ago, I showed a picture of a SpaceX Starship rocket to Mick West. And I said, real or fake? And he said, real. Well, he couldn't tell that that one was in fact the CGI one. And even Elon Musk in this image here says, the simulation really struggled to make this look real. Ha ha. So Elon Musk is even laughing at how fake this looks. Not the first time he's been caught doing such. I have another tweet where Elon Musk is looking at a a blimp. I think he said, blimps rock. When um he posted a picture, I put it side-by-side with the photo of his rocket just so people could see that there is a very distinct difference here i mean these are not in the same universe there's a qualitative difference between the cgi universe that the masses live in and the real one so the photo of the blimp looks real the photo of his cgi starship looks like well it doesn't even look like a photograph And it makes me ask all kinds of questions. Like, okay, you have this um, 400-foot tower with this little spigot of fire on the bottom so it doesn't hit the ground too hard. How come the camera on a drone is able to stay beneath it without shaking? How come the camera doesn't melt? How come it doesn't get blown away? But anyway, even Musk admits it's fake. So what I'm saying here is that the public has been rendered visually illiterate, and they can't tell the difference between these two images, they're both the same to the masses, even though you, since you're listening, I'm assuming most of you here are discerning, you're like, well, the blimp is real. The uh, cartoon is MS Paint. So here we have 2001 visual effects guru, Douglas Trumbull, talking about why CGI has not outpaced the visual effects of 2001 Space Odyssey, specifically Space Odyssey. We're talking about depictions of outer space. Okay, so let me get into this part of it because I think he and I agree on on certain things about how it just doesn't look real anymore. So here's what he calls it organic effects. Here's what he says. Special effects have all gone digital. As I watch a lot of these movies, my experience has been, I see mind-boggling a thi- things achieved with the CGI, spacecraft, alien planets, flames, and water, but the problem is, give it two years and look back. It doesn't age well. Now, this is a key point. The 2011 footage from the ISS has all kinds of flaws that you can see it in, in like... Infinite Plane Radio.
1: Oh, hey, Tim. So i just like to apologize a little bit for that last call that I used another phone and it sounded exactly like a space gun almost something you'd get akin to a thirty-second seconds to Mars jam called the struggle with the wind sound in the beginning.
0: Yeah, uh, we just assumed that you were wearing a mask. I thought you were keeping people safe. So I was like, this guy is very altruistic. <laughs> I respect uh, that. Okay, no, cool. All right. Hey, uh,
1: so anyways, um, I just uh, like to note that uh, our reality really is looking as if it was predicted also by us. Uh, because you mentioned this a lot earlier. And um, it looks like it's also being treated a lot by 90 bands. And I couldn't help this one band uh, called Morbid Angel. And it had this jam named Fall From Grace. And when we look at the album cover from its album, it, it got almost exactly the same art that Lil Nas X had from the shoes. Like where it's just, you know, this kind of oh nearly goryophic uh, kind of a takeover of the hell kind of theme. Oh,
0: yes, yes. The art comes from the same old grimoires and stuff. Definitely. I'll have to look at that because yes, this is a key thing. We're always analyzing movies and sometimes novels. But uh, the music is one of the key components to shaping the modern mind. And it seems like a lot of 90s music was shaping people like you might think you're an outsider. But how do you know that your your heavy metal album wasn't just conditioning you to be a CNN believer?
1: exactly i mean it's almost it's almost like it's written by i don't know um uh i mean it's hard to tell I mean if, if it was probably written by either anton levey or just uh just some other wizard mason straight out of the 25th degree lodge or something i mean yeah it, i mean it's definitely something like that uh so um yeah i just wanted to put that up from there i mean i'm not i'm not sure if you'd like to mention more about the uh Based, uh fraud, because i don't know a lot of, a lot of this subtleier style is really getting getting to know more and more through these um uh just, just the whole stars thing in that uh, v- the virtual reality yeah that's that's exactly what it is i mean this i ended up buying actually um, a few of those like three years back and uh, while they were okay unfortunately i mean let, let's face it i mean there there's got to be a point where actual Virtual reality users have to tell the difference. I mean, there's got to be a, like a, a breaking point of some sort because the way SpaceX does some of their models, it's either blurry or when you notice that it launches up, like it just looks a little bit like CGI and always has some little animation playing with you, like the falling man, and that that's something that actually take very note of. I mean, at some point they just got to lay lay away from it. You know?
0: Well, you know, this is. Like, an interesting thing, and, and this director, this visual effects uh, professional, uh, Doug Trumbull, brought this up, that the CGI just doesn't age well. It's a new thing, and it's evolving in front of our eyes. And so this is why um, I was into film studies. I was majoring in that for, some, for a little while, and everything was going to CGI because it was cheaper. And I thought, they're sacrificing the art. I thought that was just what the people who don't have big budgets do, that the people with the money recreate the stuff so it looks real and you have organic effects. And no, that's not the case. And when it comes to outer space, they're going straight CGI, and they always have. And the point he made about how it doesn't age, well, every five years, if you look at the space station, look five years back, and then five years back, you can tell that it wasn't the cameras evolving, but the special effects.
1: Yeah, that, that is very noticeable, and there's even shots where you have of, say, group photos inside the space station. And one of them just had, and this is a recent post by someone out there. um, So they had themselves uh, huddling together, you know, a happy shot. But then you notice on the bottom left, you see fruits that are just sitting there. There's no zero gravity making them till, you know, like upside down, like a bunch of free moving objects. There's no sort of hovering machine to at least make them follow higher. No, actually, they were just sitting down there. I mean, that's really where... It also comes down to sometimes. I mean, they just make these mistakes that they can, that they don't even want to take account to.
0: Yeah, there are continuity flaws. Mistakes like that are very commonplace in the ISS. Uh, I noticed that. I noticed that they're having lunch and some of the apples had gravity and some didn't. Very, very inconsistent. And, And there are just things that they just cannot do. And this is why they're terminating this station. So the new one from China just had a first piece launched. So they're already building the new station. They're phasing this one out, and of course, any day now that piece is going to come down and hit something. I hope it hits Seattle. I mean, no offense to anybody in Seattle.
1: Well, I mean, after all, the the eleven three three eleven thing did get Seattle good. I mean, remember that release, the Kroken thing? I mean, that that was so notable. I mean, this their their programming with the Crokin really hit three eleven. I think another another maximum before. Like the actual 311, I mean, that, that's very notable as
0: well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, so uh, and something else, because these dates are intriguing, like 9-11, these dates are chosen. That's actually a New Year's date on the Coptic calendar, and it ties into the Dog Star. Interesting things with 9-11. But the replacement tower for the Twin Towers that was erected 13 years later was opened on 11-3. They chose that date to open it, of all dates.
1: Yeah, that that it's very interesting to know. I mean, eleven three twenty fourteen in that case or year two one four. So yeah, I'll just let you get back on track. I mean that that's very notable and of course uh definitely won't bother using that other device. I mean that that's already too much struggle of the wind. Oh, that's
0: cool. That's cool. It, it did it wasn't all that bad. And if I have to adjust the audio later I will, but no, I think it's fine. People heard you. Uh, I make adjustments on the fly usually if I can. But hey, thanks for the call and yeah, we'll carry on with this.
1: All right, got you. Thank
0: you. All right, so, yeah, we're talking about how you have the leading special effects guy, the visual effects Douglas Trumbull, CGI expert, admitting that they still can't do better with CGI than what Kubrick was doing. And he says the problem is if you give any kind of your CGI um, a look again in a few years, it doesn't age well. It doesn't. I find it to be hilarious. Like when I'm looking at the ISS and all the fraud, I'm not mad we're actually laughing at it. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. We're a captive audience forced by some evil entity to watch bad science fiction. What are we supposed to do? But now here's what he says. The new stuff does get better every day, but I look back at the things we've done with miniatures and they have aged beautifully. They look as good today as they did then. They still look credible even though they were made 50 years ago. So making miniatures using models, doesn't have to be miniatures necessarily, but using any kind of a model, a physical prop, is going to age better than some CGI simulation. He says, This is what I call, quote, organic effects. Miniatures, liquids, fluid dynamics, beautiful stuff. Even today, there are people who trade visual effects for... Anyway, he goes on about the details about how people just aren't aware of long exposures. And he's just saying... That, like the digital effects in Kong versus Godzilla, these are interesting, but that they're not going to last 50 years. So, let me continue here. When he gets into Stanley Kubrick, he said, How did your role on the movie evolve over the course of the production? Okay, and again, Stanley Kubrick, Space Odyssey 2001. I have a scene on the screen, there's a scene of the monolith looking up before the eclipse where well, you have the corona above the monolith all of this is believed by many to be telegraphing things about the future this movie has a lot of predictive programming and it has many including myself convinced that if there is a meta-scriptor uh, it's a think tank and kubrick would be among the people in this think tank but uh, this this whole scene all this stuff is uh, very well done but it's telling a story and the story is very significant. This movie foreshadows in several ways uh, September the 11th, as does The Shining, as does Dr. Strangelove. But anyway, this is Kubrick talking about special effects and uh, Douglas Trumbull, and he says, the art department had designed it out well with fiberglass and they're talking about the moon bus. And he said, quote, I'm an artist, I paint with my airbrush, We paint it as if it looks functionally real. So there were rocket engines on it. We would make burn marks. We would make it dirty, leave oil drips, and stuff like that. And so, in other words, organic effects. So the criticism here is of how special effects have not really been able to improve upon what used to work. And as it relates to our interest in this with regards to the space station, uh, they're replacing everything that they screwed up for the last twenty years and it's going down with the ship. They're phasing it all out. And you can expect that the new space stations will be, well, realistic enough to that you won't be able to poke holes in it. So poke holes in it while you can before they bring it down. I want to do a follow-up on a topic we brought up the other day and this ties in to if you haven't been to the Metascript.com This is where we're putting a lot of our, we'll just say uh, puzzle pieces. Things that we're finding, little anomalies in the news that suggest that things might be more scripted than they appear. And one of the things I was noticing after the Dante Wright shooting, which was in the Twin Cities on 63rd, close to where Floyd was um, killed. And of course, all of this stuff is uh, documented out here. Uh, Very significant that George Floyd was killed on May 25th, sunset at 846. He suffocates for 846. Uh, The Twin Towers were hit at 846. The 846 was used as a symbol, as a sort of a a way of, uh, I think, identifying, or rather pointing at the real meaning of this event, correlating it with 9-11. So when Dante Wright died near the same area, I found it to be noteworthy that his mother kept repeating the phrase, he's been on the ground since 147. And they kept repeating that. So I look into 147 and I thought, well, is there some kind of connection with 147 in the Twin Cities or something? turns out in 1968, there was a twin explosion in Richmond, Indiana, and it was in April. So it's almost the anniversary. So April, 1968, downtown Richmond, Indiana, there were twin explosions that killed 41 people. So here's your twin connection, because while she's reading the 147 thing, uh, her friend is wearing a twin's jacket right next to her. And again, the documentary about this bombing is called 147. So it's another one of these events where the timestamp is the name of the event. And then the connection here also is with the twin and a few other things. But without going into all of these connections with Dante Wright and Floyd and and the rest of these events, um, I noticed, actually it's because I I think it was Zachary Hubbard uh, posted about that on May Day, we were going to have the Kentucky Derby number 147. So immediately I'm thinking, wait, Kentucky Derby, 147. In proximity of this, maybe there's something uh, relevant here, something that's connected to this other... Uh, you know this this bigger picture. So I take a look at it, and it turns out that the place where they're holding the Kentucky Derby uh, has these twin towers. They call them the Twin Spires at the Church Hill Downs. So I'm going to play a short clip so you can hear. We are a, a little description of the Twin Spires at Church Hill Downs, and this is very interesting in terms of the. A correlation as you'll see uh, to recent events
2: makes Churchill down so special the iconic twin towers and twin spires down so special the iconic twin towers and twin spires
0: so the iconic twin towers and twin spires so that's one of the things that stands out here to me is that it's another twin connection and then the other thing um, as of that day uh, globally they reported 147 million cases of corona. 3.11 in the U.S., by the way. But 147. So finally then, the horse named after Brianna Taylor wins the Kentucky Derby. Horse named after Brianna Taylor wins Kentucky Derby Week race. And this is all very suggestive of it all being faked. Um, this is rigged. Just saying. And there are some other indicators here that this is probably rigged, but I'm just bringing this up because we were looking at May Day, Kentucky Derby, because the 147, and we figured there'd be some significant connection to these BLM martyrs and this ongoing PSYOP and twins, twin bombs. So I was looking for twin bombs, but no, there are twin towers here, twin spires. Also, I came across a video, I'm trying to figure out if it's a hologram or not, I want your help. You can find this at the last blog post, InfinitePlaneSociety.com. After Prince died at 57, or Fake died, uh, his death was somewhat reenacted. It was a tribute performance by an acrobat, a 42-year-old named Pedro, who's in a purple glowing cube, a hundred feet above a stage, giving a performance when he falls to his death in front of thousands of people. Immediately after, Green Day hits the stage and they start performing. Now a couple of things about this. Green Day is heavily implicated in all of the Space Needle Seattle predictive programming. Uh, Washington is state 42. This guy's 42. A lot of these things overlap. And so it's very significant, I think, that you have a a 42-year-old falling from this cube thing Again, before Green Day, not sure if this is real. I'm trying to determine, could this have been made, I don't know, simulated with something like a hologram or something? So I put the link there, but again, there are some interesting correlations that I want to bring up. A couple other things. Space Needle in Seattle is 42 meters wide. It takes 42 seconds to go up the thing. A 42-second elevator ride. None of this stuff is uh, coincidental. Those are just a few, but uh, there is numerology and occult symbolism all over everything, pretty much, at this point. I'm going through some comments to see if I've missed anything. Seattle is the Emerald City, that is correct. In fact, that point is is um, mentioned or brought up in Let's Start World War III by the band World Order. This video, which was released on 3 2018, uh, has kind of a theme of starting World War III in Seattle. And of course, it starts off with an American flag and all these Trumpers with their Trump haircuts with one finger up. For one, but by the end of the video, the same group have a quilt of all the world's flags, and it says "We are one." And the song's, uh, you know, kind of uh, mocking Trump. They kind of give a faux Trump assassination. Let's start World War Three. And again, this this is interesting in itself, just because it's in Seattle and it says three eleven. And if you remember, Ground Zero for the pandemic was Seattle, and it was in uh, March. On the 11th. So 311 was the date that World War Three started. If you look at the pandemic as World War Three, a global war against the individual, however you want to look at it, but we knew it was going to happen. Uh, This video is one of the things that was uh, indicating that Seattle would be the place. But throughout the video, they're on a yellow brick road. And I have seen a lot of interesting symbolism around a lot of these uh, cop shootings or these, uh, these uh, police killings where they're shooting people that they pull over, like you know George Floyd. Um, just many of these events tie, uh, have symbolism that tie into uh, the bigger picture. And I want to get more into that as well. Like the I can't breathe thing, very significant in the bigger picture. Very significant that Dante Wright was pulled over because of an air freshener. Like They have a very uh, not-so-subtle way, actually, of connecting these various events. In fact, one other correlation that is worth noting if you're looking at how all these events tie together is look into Operation AI. Operation AI was the Japanese carrier-borne air attack on the U.S. Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor. So, Operation AI well, AI is also a Stanley Kubrick film that was released 2001 and it's intimated with hell, uh, 9000, the artificially intelligent thing. And now the WEF, the World Economic Forum, your new bosses, are talking about AI as our savior. You have got Klaus uh, Schwab talking about the AI savior. Again, AI, when you look at the symbolism, A is one, I is nine. Pearl Harbor, therefore, has a 19. 9-11, you have the 19 hijackers. 19 years later, COVID-19. These things aren't coincidental. Adam Green Witzbergstein says, love this channel. How do I become a member? Just go to patreon.com slash infinite Plane society. You'll get live stream notifications, access to the Discord server, so you can make friends with all of us and do whatever you feel like um, help us research things or you can just lurk you know we don't really care There's like 430 people in the discord usually there's about 50 active at a time and a lot of people are mostly just observing because there there's a lot of interesting content and links stuff we put together there and thanks again for asking patreon.com infinite plane society Tyrone says Prince was from the Twin Cities. Prince, who fake died at 57. There's quite a lot there to go into. All right, let me see what else we have. Now, the band 311, by the way, you know, the the music band 311, they had an album called Order Out of Chaos that came out just and it's called From Chaos excuse me it was their sixth album the band 311 came out on June 19th and the cover has a pretty obvious COVID and it has a few songs about I, I think that might relate to 2020 uh, Sick Tight I guess that would be one anyway uh that's another band that also has many references to Seattle, this, this Space Needle. Whatever the coming event is with the Space Needle. You know, looking back, you, know, you could have said, why didn't anybody see 9-11 coming? You know, just by looking at all the movies. Well, it's because nobody knew the game plan, how media actually worked. Now we do. So uh, we already have a bit of a lead on this one. So just keep your eyes on the Space Needle. I'm hoping that's where the piece of Chinese space junk falls from. All right, let me go through your comments here in the chat. B Smiley says, A pyramid A is a pyramid of the capstone. Agreed. Oh, yes. I mean, look, uh, numerology does have a lot to do with the shapes of the letters or the numbers, rather. And, uh, when you get into a numerology, it's, you can't really separate it from letters and their, so their numbers associated with these letters and how you can correlate different concepts or ideas by adding their numerical values. But, you know, for example, I mean, there are so many examples of this stuff. This is not stuff that I believe in, but this is what's used, and it's pretty much inculcated into the media, along with a ton of anagrams. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that I can't breathe is an anagram for a better China. And I think that the psyops that we have been witnessing over the last few years uh, that use that term are all originating from the same production department. B. Smiley says, sorry to my Kelly friends, but I hope the space junk falls in Los Angeles. Now, look, there's a Ellen Moore, and Ellen Moore predicted pretty much the lockdowns and COVID with V for virus or V for vendetta in 2005's movie, but it's one of his graphic novels. Well, he had a graphic novel, you know, The Watchmen. And one of his comics from 86 was about space junk. I think it was called She Was Killed by Space Junk. That was like the title of the episode. Well, anyway, the HBO episode was on November the 3rd, 2019. She was killed by space junk. And uh, the 113 thing figures prominently in a lot of the predictive programming and stuff suggesting that, you know, the world's going to end, but it all does point to to Washington. So Now again, we had plane parts falling from the sky in February in Colorado hitting a house on Elmwood Street, or Elm, was it Elmway? But the point is, this was in the news, and then it happened somewhere else, where plane parts falling from the sky was suddenly a thing. The one in Colorado was very reminiscent of the movie Donnie Darko in several ways, but without even getting into that, NBC had a series called Debris, about debris falling from the sky from space wars, and they have to contact trace anybody who finds a piece of the debris. So they kind of mix everything in. Contact tracing has been a huge part of the alien mythos and all these movies for a long time. A lot of overlap between alien invasion and pandemic response. Then you have a tragic comedy by Leonardo DiCaprio about stuff falling from the sky called Don't Look Up. They're doing all this stuff now in the movies, and now they're making it happen in reality on purpose. They're getting everybody ready for the next 9-11, and it's going to be... Something from above. All right, let me go ahead and go run through. I had a few tweets here. I mean, we're all very familiar with predictive programming. So I'm not going to go through all of these things. We all know that Joe Biden's a groper. People always tweet me these things. Or was. I don't know if they got a handle on that. Oh, by the way, remember last year, around this time, we were obsessing over empty hospitals and how they were suggesting on the news that, look, it's a pandemic and there's so many bodies that patients are lining up outside the ICUs. They don't have enough PPE. They don't have enough employees. Hospitals are so packed that the morgues have auxiliary morgues where they're using trucks for the overflow. They're digging up parks, turning them into mass graves. The hospitals were so packed with bodies that bodies were flying out the windows. Like 9-11 jumpers. So then you go outside and nothing's going on. Well, we were conned. It was like, it's a dummy operation. Like the dummy tanks of World War II. Or more recently, the dummy tanks and dummy F-16s used by Russia last week. Russia deploys an army of inflatable tanks and missiles and jets to trick us. Like this just happened. So it happens all the time. I have a time-lapse video on the screen of some Russians uh, blowing up some of these. Uh, they're just like tents. It's just an inflatable tank. I, I imagine signing up for the army. You shave your head, go through basic training. You know, You get shaped to be a killer. And then your job is just blowing up balloons all day. But that's pretty much it. Okay, so my point is, this is a dummy operation. Well, COVID-19 was a dummy operation. Nobody died, nobody cried. You have a bunch of crisis actors, Manchhausen syndrome, a lot of lying and deception, but no, nobody died is a big, is a vast drill. Well, right now in India, as we speak, there are people doing the empty hospital routine, going around saying the media is lying. So take a listen.
1: He says, now
0: you can see, this is the largest hospital. He says, all the pyres are empty. So the fires that they, you see on the news, they're empty. He says, only routine. There's no dead bodies here. It's not so dreadful. The media is scaring the people of Delhi. The language of the media is there are stacks of bodies. This is a quote. There are stacks of dead bodies. The hospitals are filled. There's no place to burn the dead bodies. But the reality is it's empty. He says, You can see it's completely empty. <laughs> same psyop different place and this is how the world has always been run i believe but now that we're somewhat consolidated thanks to the internet we can kind of compare notes so it's another wuhan bat i mean really some of the worst crisis acting i've ever seen all right again i'm going through my twitter feed if you want to follow me there i'll put a link and we may be back later I just had a few of these things to catch up on. Sky is falling. That's the main thing I wanted to bring up here, and people will believe it. I, I, I started off this live stream with a, a video of an individual who actually uh, believes that it's about to happen, and I I played that just so you know. That's going to be the average response of the average person, that they're all going to pretty much fall for it, and so you might as well get ready for that. All right, thanks again for subscribing. Uh, We will be back later. Uh, This is MVP. Your reality is fake AF. Have a great day.